you can really get your brand message, your look and feel of your brand, and tangibly across to the consumer on a catalogue or mail piece, which you just can't do digitally. You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates, and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this e-commerce marketing focus podcast. If you're not familiar with our format, well, each month we focus on a different marketing method like email or SEO or Facebook ads. And each week I interview a different marketing expert to explore the latest advice on making it work for you. This month we're all about offline marketing. And we've got some awesome sponsors on board this month. If I was running an e-commerce brand right now, I would be testing with both of them this summer, ready to roll out across the autumn. They both bring personalization to your physical relationship with customers. We've got Slippy for that awesome unboxing experience. and We've got Paper Planes for the direct mail follow-up. So keep an ear out for their ads later on and make sure you listen to our deep dive episodes with each of their founders and the Paper Planes one is already live. In this episode though, we are exploring cold direct mail. So using direct mail to recruit new customers, which is probably one of the best ways in the world you can go about recruiting new customers. We're going to be talking about creating your mailing piece a little bit. We are going to be talking about why you should be testing this. We're going to be talking about how to select the data because that's super critical. And we're going to be introducing you to the concept of the data cooperative and what that means for your cold direct mail. Essentially, if you're doing cold direct mail, you need to know about data cooperatives. We'll be revealing all about that with our guests very shortly. Do make sure you listen right to the end of the episode because at the end of the interview, my guests will be sharing some quick fire insider tips to help you maximize the performance of offline marketing. And then I'll be sharing my take on it all, plus outlining some more free ways we can help you improve your offline marketing even more. So stay tuned to the end. Unboxing is the only moment in the customer journey with a 100% open rate. Done well, your unboxing experience can build a stronger connection with your customers and immediately increase sales. To create a great unboxing experience, you need to make it as relevant as possible to the customer opening the box. The right messages, upsells and offers, but how do you do that? You need Slippy. Slippy turns your unboxing into a personalised, relevant and revenue driving channel. Print inserts on demand from packing benches at your fulfilment facility and segment and personalise those messages to include content and upsells based on each customer's purchase history and behaviour profile. Slippy gives you all the power of your email marketing system, but for your 100% open rate unboxing channel. Slippy are offering a three-month free trial exclusively for Keep Optimising podcast listeners this month only. So visit keepopt.com forward slash Slippy and claim your free trial today. Are you tired of generic marketing messages that don't resonate with your customers? Have you stretched your spend in digital retargeting as far as you can to maximise conversion? Do you want to reach your target audience with pinpoint accuracy via a channel that gets noticed? Then it's time to add dynamic postal marketing to your online marketing mix. But how? 
Look no further than Paper Planes. Paper Planes programmatic direct mail service uses advanced insight and analytics to personalise your marketing messages and trigger content over time. Their sustainable approach is cost effective, so you won't be wasting valuable resources on generic marketing. Instead, you can tailor messages to your customers with pinpoint accuracy, backed up with valuable insights and analytics on performance to help optimise creative and targeting even further. It's time to join the revolution of modern direct mail marketing. Go to keepopt.com forward slash paperplanes to find out how. In this episode, I'm chatting with offline marketing expert Dylan Jenkins. Dylan's been helping mail order and e-commerce businesses to recruit new customers through direct mail since 1999. Having worked with hundreds of brands to perfect their cold recruitment campaigns, he's now VP Sales at Epsilon Abacus. Hello, Dylan. Hi, Chloe. How are you? I'm good. It is lovely to be catching up with you. I think you're one of the people I've known for the longest time in this industry. I know. It's very sad, that, isn't it? It's a long time. I remember getting to see you back in the early days and... Yeah, that was a long time ago. Coming up on 20 years, I think, but let's not dwell on that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> although although I am now going to ask you how you got into offline marketing, so we're going to stay in the past for a little bit longer. So how did you end up in this industry? Uh, good question. Completely by chance. Uh, the world of data and uh, and, and offline marketing, um, I think I left university. I was looking, thought I need to go and see the bright lights of London. I saw a job advertised, went for it. And it turns out that it sort of introduced me to the world of data quite by chance. And then that sort of led really into the world of offline and especially, uh, you know, in the retail side of, of things. So, yeah, it's uh, it was very by chance. It wasn't planned and it wasn't probably something that was uh, on the uh, the curriculums back then. But uh, I'm glad I did. Very glad I fell into it. Same here. I'm not sure sure it was on the curriculum of anyone to get into performance marketing on or offline or direct mail or whatever we want to call it. I'm not sure it's even on, on the agendas now at universities, but it's such a cool industry to be in. Mm. And when we got to know each other all those many years ago, it was because I was running cold direct mail campaigns to recruit customers. And it's still an awesome customer acquisition channel, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, if it wasn't, then... Abacus wouldn't be around. It was as simple as that. I mean, it's the, you know, that's the truth of it. You know, we are, we work very much in partnership with lots and lots of retailers. And and if it didn't work and it didn't continue to work well, then we wouldn't exist. And and this year is actually the 25th anniversary of Abacus being around. So that adds to, adds to how, you know, the success of the channel and, and the continued success. Um, everyone who's going, what's Abacus? We will we will tell you all about that first. We're, we're, oh, no, no. No, I like the intrigue. I like the intrigue we're building here. We'll tell you all about it shortly. But first, we, we're going to focus in on that, that direct mail piece first. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> um, so I expect you've seen these as well recently, Dylan, these posts or these videos of people going there's this exciting new marketing channel and it's called sending post to your mm. to your customers and your target customers. But it I mean, the great thing about it not actually being an exciting new channel is there's so many tried and tested strategies. It's so much more predictable and straightforward than the world of Facebook ads or Google ads, isn't it? And I I think a lot of people just don't realise that. No, absolutely. And and you're absolutely right. I mean, many of the marketeers I come across and and my colleagues, you know, are digitally trained marketeers. You know, that's 
that's how they're trained, whether it's they've come up through a work environment or whether they've gone to university and, and done a degree and whatever that may be. That's how they see marketing. So when this old-fashioned channel of direct mail uh, um, comes about, it's like, wow, what's this? But the truth is, because it's been more of an underused channel, arguably, in the last few years, as digital's just grown and you know, and everything you can do in that channel. Um, suddenly it's become a very nuanced channel that adds huge value. And um, uh, and now it's about a lot of what we do is an education piece on why it's good, how you use it, and importantly, how you use it in conjunction with digital channels, because it's not a replacement. One, it doesn't replace the other. It's it's how they work very, very well together and um, and understanding that and understanding how you, how you utilise that. So that's the key really to it. So then, given you're talking about this a lot, why should those listening try out cold direct mail? Lots and lots of reasons I could go into, <laughs> but quite, quite the you know, top line is everybody's in digital and everybody fights for it every single day. You know, we get lots of companies we deal with and, and they get confused. The, the amount that's out there, how do you combine all those digital interactions into something that's manageable and, and importantly, you can measure the beauty of Dara Mail is very, very easy. You mail somebody, they respond. That's the you know, you know they know that you've responded to that that channel. It takes probably a little bit and we can go probably go into that. It takes a bit more time to set up, which is offered the skill set. But what you can do with the channel now compared to when we were probably speaking many years ago, you know, it's totally different, you know, and um it's about understanding that and understanding how important it is and, and the quality of customer and the different type of customer, quite frankly, because not everybody is in the digital world. And, and some people actually are, are actively trying to, from a consumer point of view, get out of that world a little bit because they feel a little bit overwhelmed. So how do you target those people? So lots and lots of reasons, but I think that's it really. It's, you know, it's a great channel that's underutilized in, in many respects. I love that you make the point about the noisiness of the channel, because I think digital is such a confusing place and it's such a such a noisy channel from a consumer perspective. You're being bombarded with stuff all the time. It's so hard for a brand to cut through. But if something physically comes through the door doormat, through the door onto the doormat I should say whether it's a you know an A5 flyer or a full-on 112 page catalogue I think I, I once saw someone at a presentation saying whatever happens they have to they have to interact with it to put it in the bin yeah and it, so that <laughs> you know they have to pick it up and physically carry it to the bin which creates that opportunity to respond to it and it lurks around there's just so much that that paper has to do with it but you were saying it, it's evolved a lot my assumption would be the evolution is around the personalization of the mail piece and the accuracy of the data selections would that be the the two areas that have seen the best improvements Absolutely. It's it's that. It's it's you know how you can format things now. A lot of the successful businesses that use RML and, and use it more and more, it's about getting the brand across. You know, you can really get your brand message, your look and feel of your brand, and tangibly across to the consumer on a catalogue or mail piece, which you just can't do digitally. You know, there's lots of don't be wrong, there's lots and lots of amazing stuff you know, that digital marketing can do and, you know, the, 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 it's changing daily and we, you know, the business I work in um, on a bigger level is is all about that. But but in terms of that personalization and, and really getting that brand message across and, and look and feel and importantly, getting your, your products 
quickly across and that that's sometimes a challenge for digital direct mail is great and and that's why which i mentioned at the start yeah, a lot of brands use it now that people wouldn't think or traditionally think would use a catalog because they're seen as a cool brand or whatever a digital brand but a lot of the newer uh, businesses that we work with are digital they were digital native businesses they set up probably started on facebook and grew from there and they've been looking at other ways to grow and direct mail they've, they've suddenly found this channel of direct mail in the catalog that guess what finds a different type of person it's a it's a different way to communicate and actually an ongoing communication it's not just about finding new customers it's how you keep existing customers engaged and that's an increasingly i mean that's where most of people's marketing spend is so the more engaged you can get people and and, and getting your brand in there you know in their homes for as long a time as possible that's important and, and that's and that's another beauty of catalog in lots and lots of research has been done you know market reach do some great great research which is which is free uh to get through the royal mail you know the amount of time a cat when a catalog comes through or a direct mail piece comes through to the home you know it hangs around people keep it on the coffee tables especially if it's a, a really nice looking catalog or or whatever it may be and people use it and they'll they maybe order from it two months after it's it's come there because they they like they like you know reading it um and some of the brands that we work with and, and the ones that use direct mail they've used it for years and years and freely admit you know yes you know we, we you know we want to do we want to move away from it because it yes it costs more as a as a channel but guess what they can't because as soon as they do they see sales fall because they their customers demand it so so there's a number of reasons why why catalogs great and continues to evolve I totally agree with everything you just said there, Dylan. Um, I just, just want to clarify for the audience, though, when Dylan says the costs are greater, that's the amount you need to invest to make it worthwhile, the design and the print ordering and all those those things that go alongside with it. But the CPA and the cost per attention is often, is certainly equivalent to digital and and from my memory and this may have changed it's been a while since I ran a direct mail campaign Dylan so maybe you can update us on this but the cost per acquisition can be very attractive too can't it oh yeah absolutely and um you know that's again the reason lots of brands use it yes it might cost a little bit more to get you know that communication out even in saying that though digital costs are going up and up and up which i'm sure all your marketers listening to this are fully aware of but it's it's the quality of customer that you get back and it's the ongoing lifetime value of that customer and like you said that then makes the the cost per acquisition very very uh, attractive because um any business that you would speak to that use direct mail as, as part of their mix would all say the same every time you look at the channel mix and you look at the quality and and importantly longevity of a customer direct mail without a doubt always wins out always i don't think i've seen some analysis that hasn't shown that and it's because people like that channel they like that medium they tend to always be avid consumers and uh, buyers and it works well so it's uh continues to prove that to this day i've kind of forced you to talk about the general concept of direct mail but really your expertise as you mentioned earlier is on that data side which is such the data selection is so important for the success of either a retention campaign or an acquisition campaign so dylan could you kind of tell us a little bit about that and also let us know 
as I as we intrigued them all with earlier, what Abacus is and what Abacus has been bringing to the table for the last 25 years. You're absolutely right, Chloe. You know, you can have the best looking mail piece catalogue in the world, but if you are not targeting it to the right people, then it's a pointless exercise and vice versa. You know, you can get the right audience, but if you haven't got the right, the right catalog, the right brand, the right product, then again, so it's, it's, it's that culmination of, of all of those, those elements. But the bit that I'm particularly involved in is, as you say, has been the targeting and the data side of it. You know, how do you get to the right type of consumers with the right message, with the right product at the right time, you know, spending the sort of money you need them to spend. And um, the business, that I work with in Abacus, I sort of led the way. I think you ask most businesses, you know, that know about us and retailers. Um, Abacus was the first of its kind in the UK. Started in 19, late 98, stroke 99. And the concept is relatively simple one, really. Even though at the time it was quite groundbreaking, it's getting lots of retailers together, sharing their data, which obviously in the world of of GDPR, um, we've navigated, so you know we're still here. So it is it is something that 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 works. But ultimately, it's about a number of catalogues coming together or retailers coming together. In this case, sharing information on consumers to make better decisioning, and that's the important thing to understand how what is it about that consumer that makes them buy or attracted to certain products. If you think back, if you think back ninety nine, in the world of data, that's quite a groundbreaking. It was quite a hard sell at the time. You know, it's like, well, you give us your data and then we'll look at it and then we'll, you know, give it back to you, but you have to pay us to tell us what, you know, what that's all about. So it was quite an interesting concept at the time. But ultimately, ultimately, without going into loads of detail about it, it's about a group of retailers getting together and to understand consumer behaviour better. Because because ultimately the premise is, no no consumer is unique to one business every you know i'm sure myself you yourself and, and everybody listening you buy from a multiple number of brands so the more you understand about that consumer's behavior across multiple brands importantly the better you can understand what type of consumer you want to go for in the future finding people who look show similar habits or even more importantly it's finding, you know, understanding more about your own customers. You know, what are they doing? When do they when do they spend? What do they do? The data elements is hugely important. And you know, we're certainly not the only business that does that. There, you know, there are others as well. But um it's a key element, like you said, and, and even more so through, you know, GDPR and, and how you use data is different. And I think actually, even though when that came about, and I think a lot of businesses that any business that uses data which is pretty much every business there is um it was a challenge but actually and genuinely mean this then gdpr really really made targeting better it made quality of data better it made how data is captured and permissioned and and giving importantly giving the consumer transparency on what you know why you want their data and what you're doing with it and all of those elements have meant that in terms of catalog marketing the offline channel which actually has more in terms of how you can use data actually is, is different to the online world it's it's a little bit more um there, there are more relaxed rules around it i suppose what that means is that you know the quality of targeting's a lot better because people have to make sure their data is you know and the customer data is held in the right way so 
lots of good things that came out of that really from a targeting point of view. It's it's interesting, isn't it? Because I always think of, in some ways, I think of what data co-ops enable you to do. And everyone, Abacus is a data co-op as a as a genre of thing. So what data co-ops enable you to do is to to do lookalikes, basically, you know, to go, right, our customers look like this. Who are, what other customers are there out there who look like that? Let's have a mailing list and send them some, some postal marketing. And they were doing, we were doing that in the early 2000s. So that's, a, what, a decade before Facebook ads enabled it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which is so powerful for new customer acquisition. And then on the retention side of it, you can look at your list and then pick the people who in the last three months have bought from someone else. So you know they're actively buying. You can even pick people, if you're a fashion brand, you can even pick people who bought fashion before in the last three months. It's so powerful and it's so scalable as well, isn't it? It's like on Facebook ads, you find a great audience, you find some great, great marketing and you're stuck. You have no control over the algorithm. You have no control over the scale of it. But when you're using cold direct mail data from a data co-op, there's scalability. So you can run tests and then you can roll out, which is something which you can so rarely do when it comes to digital marketing. I think those are the couple of things I really, really love about it. Are there any um, particularly interesting uses of it you've been seeing recently? As you can imagine, you know, the whole lockdown scenario was quite an interesting time, right? You got, you got when it all happened, everybody stopped. So you had three months that just the world stopped for everybody. But then quite quickly, retailers suddenly realised, right, there's a huge opportunity here because people can't go shop so we can speak to them directly. And I think it's fair to say direct mail had a, had a huge renaissance because suddenly people realised, well, you can target people at home, they can't get anywhere. And and I think that's where catalogue marketing has really was had a huge resurgence because you mentioned, you know, maybe a younger demographic that just don't get mail, basically, yeah. pretty much. So suddenly... The mailings are coming through and, you know, and fantastic brands that you'd otherwise never heard of, because I think that's the challenge in the digital sphere. You know, everybody's fighting for, you know, where they are on the page in the search. Right. So smaller brands who have very unique, great products and not just smaller brands, but medium sized brands. It's a great way for them to get in front of the consumer, which is pretty hard otherwise because you're fighting very you know, substantially bigger businesses that dominate the search. So. That that really was quite a key thing. That and what that meant was the knock-on effect to that was that I think pretty much most businesses, probably except for fashion, had an amazing time. Like an amazing time. My gardening businesses were like turning over six, seven times their turnover in a year, and you know the amount of customers are recruiting. So you can imagine it was it was pretty full on. You know now the, what we've seen off the back of that was a that brought a lot of new great brands into the channel um which is still working today and growing which is great but also it meant that you know businesses really built up their customer bases pretty quickly and substantially and have built good quality customer databases now the challenge then i can mention is how do you then market to those people ongoing because you've got a mix there you've got people who are great customers who will carry on but then you've probably got well, not probably. I know you've got customers who came on who were maybe buying one-off purchases or people who decided they were doing their gardens for the first time ever, spent a load of money on it, and then probably never do that again. So that the challenge then, and like you said, is looking at all of that data 
put together um, across multiple brands and businesses, which is the beauty of a co-op, which, and, and you know, and our, you know, the beauty of, of our role is we're the custodians of that. So, you know, brands trust us to put their data together, understand those purchasing habits, and then give them, you know, usable and tangible information and data to then market to those businesses. So the challenge really was how do you market on going to different groups? Um, and, and that was great because, you know, you get different customer types then. You know, some people you can, you should be mailing and contacting regularly. Others, you may be contact with sale mailings because that's all how they buy. You know, they're discount hunters and, and so don't spend loads of money trying to, you know, remarket to them, market to them at certain points when you know all they're after is a 50% discount. And that's great. And that has its place, you know. So I think I think that's the beauty of a data co-op. It's data that's coming in, being fed in daily, millions of transactions. And like you say, this was going on 10 years before Facebook came along, you know. And it's now just, the, if I'm honest, it's just the, the language that's changed. You know, we, we change our language rather than say, um, you know, here's a group of, here's some data, or here's some, here's some customers. Now it's about audience. It's the same thing. You know, it's just using the, it's just using the vernacular now, but you know, we've been doing it a long time. But the, that is one of the things about direct mail that I, that I love the most is that most people who are in it have been doing it for a long time. And in all that time, the algorithm hasn't changed. So we've got like in, in the, in the direct mail space, in terms of design, there is like 50, 60, maybe you could argue for a hundred years of optimization of the perfect mailing piece that you can tap into by hiring the right person to help you. And when it comes to data selections, we've got well, maybe 30 or 40 years of data selection with computers, cleverness in the industry. And in all that time, how the Royal Mail or UPS or U UPS, PS, I've forgotten the American one, sorry, everybody, um, you know, how your local postal service delivers has not changed. They don't filter, they deliver everything. So the algorithm remains unchanged. So this knowledge and this experience you can tap into makes it such a more more solid channel. But I'm just about to go off on one about how much I like direct mail. Um, before I do that, Dylan, thank you so much for letting us pick your brains about data co-ops and customer acquisition with direct mail. Listeners, remember to stay tuned right to the end so you don't miss out on Dylan's insider tips on offline marketing and my suggestions for more free resources to help you improve things even further in your business. Unboxing is the only moment in the customer journey with a 100% open rate. Done well, your unboxing experience can build a stronger connection with your customers and immediately increase sales. To create a great unboxing experience, you need to make it as relevant as possible to the customer opening the box. The right messages, upsells and offers, but how do you do that? You need Slippy. Slippy turns your unboxing into a personalised, relevant and revenue driving channel. Print inserts on demand from packing benches at your fulfilment facility and segment and personalise those messages to include content and upsells based on each customer's purchase history and behaviour profile. Slippy gives you all the power of your email marketing system, but for your 100% open rate unboxing channel. Slippy are offering a three-month free trial exclusively for Keep Optimising podcast listeners this month only. So visit keepopt.com forward slash Slippy and claim your free trial today.
Are you tired of generic marketing messages that don't resonate with your customers? Have you stretched your spend in digital retargeting as far as you can to maximise conversion? Do you want to reach your target audience with pinpoint accuracy via a channel that gets noticed? then it's time to add dynamic postal marketing to your online marketing mix. But how? Look no further than Paperplanes. Paperplanes programmatic direct mail service uses advanced insight and analytics to personalise your marketing messages and trigger content over time. Their sustainable approach is cost effective, so you won't be wasting valuable resources on generic marketing. Instead, you can tailor messages to your customers with pinpoint accuracy, backed up with valuable insights and analytics on performance to help optimise creative and targeting even further. It's time to join the revolution of modern direct mail marketing. Go to keepopt.com forward slash paperplanes to find out how. Okay, Dylan, so far we've gone deep into direct mail and data co-ops. Now you get to wow us your insider knowledge about the whole of offline marketing. So for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with offline marketing, which of course includes everything we've already been talking about. Dylan, are you ready for these? I'll try my best, yeah. (laughs) Cool. Okay, let's start with newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? You need to know that many brands do this incredibly successfully. So my advice there would be just look at those brands, speak to us, speak to the Royal Mail, they're a great resource, market reach, part of that, and, and, and just understand what they're doing and how they're doing it brilliantly well. I would, I would pick a couple of brands there, some like Charles Tirrett, a fantastic catalogue has been a huge part of their business, as has Bowdoin. Both those businesses do it and continue to do it brilliantly. So I would say, see what they're doing and quite frankly, copy it. Yeah, copy it. (laughs) Seconded. Uh, Now, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimising. So what's your favourite way to improve performance? It's all about testing. I mean, it's a simple thing and I'm sure everybody hears it, but that's the truth. Businesses that don't test every time they send a campaign out, and it can be one variable, and that's the important thing. Don't test lots of different things. If you test too many things at the same time, you're not going to learn anything. Test one thing. Test one thing. Does it make a difference against the control and whatever it is you're doing? And you will learn. That's how you're going to learn. Don't just think you've cracked it because, you you know, somebody else will be doing it better than you are. Yeah, I've seen that time and time again. So that's what I would say. And the weirdest, smallest things can make a huge, huge difference. Back in the days when I did this, we used to send out our catalogues in clear poly wrap. We split tested putting gold coloured poly wrap on for our VIP customers and it increased spend massively. There you go. That was it. <laughs> Slam yeah, it's dunk. as simple as that. That's it. It's as simple as that. <laughs> Always be testing with your direct mail campaigns. Um, yeah. If someone listening wants to learn more, is there a cheap or free resource you would recommend? Yeah, I would say two things. Um, I would say, I say, yeah, I say two things. Obviously, ourselves. I'm going to say that, but we have a huge amount of resource. Go on our website. Um, lots of case studies there. Brands, um, one brands you'd have heard of, probably newer brands you may not have, but how they've made catalog work and who and they were predominantly digital channels before. So I'd definitely say that. And I would say, as I've mentioned before, but market reach. You know, that's a fantastic free resource the world mailed it really is and um you know pretty much 
every business that we come across we always recommend it and you know they get some great advice and also you can take advantage of various discounts and incentives that are available from the royal mail and advice and creative and formats and all that sort of stuff so i would say come to us we do we also do a um a sort of master class in not stealing your 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 line there uh chloe but you know in basically how you put a catalog together you know how what does it take to do it and because it is different and you haven't got experience um you need to know it so we do those as well a couple of times a year nice i will uh, make sure we have links to all of that in the uh the show notes for us for you all who are who are watching and I have to say, whenever I see that Royal Mail Market Reach are doing a presentation at an event I'm at, I, you will find me sitting in that audience because their data is amazing. And then the one-on-one work they do with brands is so helpful to, you know, to fast track you through that learning process to set you up for success. So loving those recommendations. Thank you, Dylan. Finally, it's crystal ball time. What on earth is coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for? Do you know what? It, it's That is the hardest question of the lot. I, I think I've been doing this particular role since 2017. And in that time, we've had, well, we've had a lockdown, we've had global recession, and we've had GDPR, so I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I, I hope. Obviously, what we all hope for is that, um, you know, some some reality on costs come for everybody for across their whole marketing. So, so in a crystal ball, I would like, uh, I would like somebody to come down and bring all the, everybody's costs down, and everybody can have a great time and and grow their their brands. But I, I think the one thing that is going on in the states that we're seeing because. We have a, obviously a huge operation in, in the states. Is the t- TV is becoming a, a thing? So I think um, more than it is addressable TV and, and 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 that type of thing. So that's becoming a big big area that um, I think you know should watch out for. Yeah, there are some fascinating things going on in TV mm. at the moment. Totally agree, Dylan. We're very nearly at the end of the show. So could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business if they want to get in touch? Yeah, sure. Check out our website. It's um, epsilon.com forward slash abacus. All our data, um, oh, sorry, all our information's on there. Contact details, case studies, get hold of us on there. And I will uh, leave my uh, my details with Chloe as well. So if you want to get in touch, please do. Excellent. There you go, guys. Epsilon.com forward slash abacus. That's the URL to go and follow. And um, Dylan, Thank you so much for being on the Keep Optimising podcast. It's been lovely catching up with you and great to to share just a small slice of your direct mail and, and data knowledge with the audience. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. So maybe this year, if you're seeing those cost of acquisitions going up online and you're struggling to find that, that new, hit those new customer acquisition targets, maybe this is the year it's time for you to try out some direct mail, some catalogue sending. You can use it both as a reactivation activity, as a getting the second purchase activity. You can use it as a cold activity, so finding those new customers. If you're going to go down the cold route, I highly, highly recommend um, using a data cooperative like Abacus because the knowledge they will give you and help you through the process is great because the more successful you are, the more data you're going to be buying from them. So fundamentally, they are invested in your success. And then also, they have such clever tech to pick your data. They are really, really good at helping you find the right data to send to. 
And then they, they have that rollout opportunity. So you can run tests, find which data pot works and then roll it out. So highly recommend doing that. The other, if you're going to go and try some direct mail or some catalogs, whichever country in the world you're in, find the experts in that country to help you. There is so much clever science behind designing a great catalogue, behind designing a great mailing piece. So much knowledge in terms of how to get the best price on your postage, how to get the best price on each part of that piece to optimise it, which tests to run first, all that kind of stuff. There is so much knowledge in the industry that will set you up for success. Please, please, please reach out. If you're not quite sure who to talk to, feel free to get in touch with me or in touch with Dylan um, and we will happily help you to do just that. Right, before I repeat all that we were just saying, let me tell you that you can get the links to everything we discussed, the full transcript of the episode, important notes and more at keepoptimising.com. To go straight to the correct page, use our short link keepopt.com slash episode number so whatever the number of this episode is when you get to the website make sure you add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of this stuff I share to help you improve your business which includes our monthly Q&A webinar yes I'm inviting all of our offline marketing specialists to come back and join us for a live Q&A session where you can get your questions answered come and join us But first, you need to sign up for free at keepopt.com forward slash webinar. I hope to see you there. Uh, Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the Keep Optimising podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, then do check out episode 150, because I think it will really help you build on what you've learned in this episode. In 150, I'm chatting about direct mail in a very different way. The type of direct mail you trigger and send to your existing database to increase sales. It's like email automation in the real world. And we're chatting about that with Dan from Paper Plane. So episode 150 for all of that. And if you want to go and have a browse through all our offline marketing episodes and really indulge yourself in offline marketing know-how, then scroll up your feed to other episodes with offline marketing written at the front of them or use the short link keepopt.com forward slash offline to go straight to the page where we've listed them all out for you on the website. And please do tell your fellow marketers about this show because I want to help as many marketers as possible to improve the performance of their e-commerce marketing. Finally, I need to let you know that you are listening carbon guilt free. This is a carbon positive podcast, which means we've bought the carbon credits to offset all our production, distribution and your listening to this show. So you have just listened to this episode and all our episodes, including those on our other podcasts, carbon guilt free. So binge away, my lovelies, binge away. Have a great week and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimising your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimising at keepoptimising.com. That's with an S, not a Z. Hello, Chloe here. I just wanted to tell you something super exciting before we get into this episode. Chloe's e-commerce club is finally live. Yes, my new free online club where the whole Keep Optimising audience can come together to improve your e-commerce marketing is live. So how can you join me in the club? Well, just go to keepop.com forward slash club. It's totally free to join. So go on, hit pause 
and come and join me and hundreds of our listeners at keepopt.com forward slash club. And then don't forget to hit play and listen to the rest of the episode. See you in the club.